this time of day. How are you, sir? Jeff, good morning. I'm, I'm inside. I'm dry. That's there you good. Go. I, I think we're mainly dry uh, to the w- from here to the west. Okay. Maybe right. maybe some real light, misty rain uh, still in front of us. But let me uh, pull up the radar here and show you a little something. I like, I like that forecast. Here's I mean, where we is. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a little light rain here. But as you see the blues, that's more cloud cover. Yeah. Very light, misty kind of stuff. So we were talking off air, and you said we got about, a, according to the airport, we got about an inch of rain yesterday. Since eight o'clock last, last night. night, and that that really surprised me. I thought we got a lot more last night. I thought I heard it coming down, and um, but maybe I was dreaming. There, you no, know, that was the forecast. Yeah, and, and you're right. At times, it sounded like it, but it, but it apparently didn't last long. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, and, and a lot of breaks in between yeah. too. It, it wasn't yeah. steady. Com- Holy, you know. Right, right, right. And, and uh, again, the airport gauge can be completely different than absolutely. in town here, those kind of things. But any concerns about too much water? I, I don't think then. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's going to come down, come down right now. Let's let's make the uh, weather perfect in the spring and uh, perfect temperature, perfect water control. And um, if it's going to be ugly, January is normally an ugly time of year anyway. So, uh, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and, you know, good chances of rain offered up tomorrow, though the radar doesn't really indicate it, but something can pop up. But then after that, Saturday through Wednesday, nothing expected. So Right, and I think next week the temperatures are going to drop a little bit, but nothing severe, but, you know, it won't be spring-like weather. But, up, uh, upper 30s for a couple of nights. Right. That's the worst Yeah, at this point. And so uh, we can handle that. So I thought, thought I'd talk a little bit about lawns, believe it or not, because I know what's fixing to happen, and uh, we're going to get a fall spring at some point, you know. And uh, and I just kind of talk about maybe the common mistakes people make when it comes to what to do with the lawns right now, and 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 actually, what could you do right now with the lawns? And the first thing you can do is most of the lawns. I mean, they went through a you know, a tough summer with the uh, dry weather, and uh, so I'm I'm very hopeful that a lot of that St. Augustine will come back and uh, just may need a little help. But the, the the biggest thing people do not do right now is to worry about any weed control. It's a great time to do it because you can actually see the weeds, uh, especially the actively <laughs> growing weeds. Uh, the, uh, you know, the lawn, the St. Augustine or the centipede is all dormant. So it's all brown. And so it's very obvious where your weeds are. And the good thing about it is, you know, we talk about this all the time in the summer, how if you're going to spray weed control when it comes to the summer, you really got to be careful. Even though it's not labeled to hurt St. Augustine, it can still damage it because of just either dry dry or hot temperatures. I mean, you can, you can burn anything with almost anything if temperatures start to get, you know, uh, above 100, for example. So, so now's a great time to do it. it it, generally speaking, most of these uh, weed kills that you can spray now, um, uh, you know, low temperature won't prevent it from working. As a general rule, what will happen is is that the uh, 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 it'll take longer for it to work. Uh, so, but but the weeds you're going to see out there are actively growing because they're green. And so, you know, you just got to know what you're tackling. Uh, there's, uh, uh, you know. We've heard we've seen a lot of some uh, some dollar weed, 
haven't really seen a lot of people coming in this time of year anyway because it's just not the right time of year for people to worry about their lawns. But it is a good time to go out there and, and kind of say, hey, you know, uh, um, uh, I've got some issues and, and I need to, it's a great time to take care of those issues when it comes to spraying for the weeds. Also, and this is a big mistake people don't make, uh, make is that they will leave the, the spring-like temperatures to come on and all of a sudden we get this mad uh, rush of weeds, of, of warm season weeds to start to sprout. And last year it happened earlier than this year because it's been the Janu January has been fairly mild in terms of temperature. Last year we got extreme cold in December, but we got some warm temperatures in January, so everything was sprouting. Um, and 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 so it's a great time to put down pre-emergent killers, meaning that things to kill the seeds and the seedlings of the weeds before they they sprout. And uh, so that's the biggest mistake people make. If you can, if you can kind of handle that and start to put down these weed kills, and usually end of January is the best time to do it. Last year would have been the middle of January, but this year it looks like uh, with temperatures next week cooling down, end of January would be a great time, and uh, to either put down granulated uh, uh, pre-emergent weed uh, weed preventers or uh, liquid pre-emergent weed preventers, and you apply that and. Uh, and that will lessen the amount of weeds that are going to sprout in the early spring, thereby uh, alleviating some other issues that are going to occur later in the season. Uh, another very, very uh, common mistake people make when it comes to applying especially weed preventers such as uh, 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 atrazine, which is, is, can be in a liquid form or granulated form, or dimension is that they won't apply them correctly and it's not as simple as you got to remember when you're when you're applying a post-emergent weed killer which means you're spraying the weeds after they have germinated uh you can apply those and you can say okay there's that weed i'm gonna go and spray that weed and that works when it comes to pre-emergence you don't see the seeds you don't see the weeds because they haven't germinated so you're applying over the whole area so a common mistake is is that uh, they will take a, uh, a quart of pre-emergent that's supposed to cover 3,000 square feet, and they say, okay, well, I'm just going to walk this, and, and I'm going to spray my lawn with this. You know, it cost me 20 bucks, and that, that should cover my lawn. And so the bottle says it will cover 3,000 square feet, but you have 5,000 square feet. So what you've done, if you, you've wasted those $20 because you have allowed that you, you, you're covering too much square footage. So it just takes a – really, you don't have to be a math wizard with this, Jeff. You just have to be able to calculate, okay, my front yard, if I go walk it off, and it's approximately, you know, 100 uh, by 30, so it's approximately 3,000 square feet. And this bottle says it will cover 5,000 square feet. So I know I've got to use a little bit more than half. You don't have to be that exact. But you have to be relatively close. Um, or the reverse, my yard is 5,000 square feet, and this bottle says it will cover 2,000 square feet. Then you need to get two or three bottles. And so that is the, the most common mistake. And, and, and you, you know, sometimes the directions will give you a rough indication, say, well, look, you know, uh, you need to, to mix 8 to 12 tablespoons to a gallon. And what they're doing there is they're trying to make it even simpler for the homeowner and saying, look, 
if you mix it like this and you walk it at a, at a normal pace, that should be approximately right. And that's okay, except that the only thing I don't like about that is you never know what type of sprayer is being used. I mean, and is a sprayer putting out the, you know, a, a normal amount of chemicals? Some people won't pump up as much. They do, or they use a hose-in sprayer, and they'll over-apply. So the, the, the way to get it right in, in is to and keep this in, in a little file. Say, okay, my front yard is 3,000 square feet. My backyard is is 2,000 square feet, and you have that on file so that when you go buy the chemical, you know, if, if the people know what they're doing, selling it to you, they're going to ask you, how many square feet do you have? And most people don't know, Jeff, and it's, it's real important when it comes to, more important than it comes to pre-emergent than it is to post-emergent, that you have a, a rough idea so that you can buy the amount of chemical you need. And like I tell people, if you take a, a bottle of this chemical and it's supposed to cover your front yard, and when you're finished, you've only used half of it. You got to keep going. You just you just keep applying it, keep applying it, so that you have a uniform application. So you know that bottle is supposed to cover X amount of square feet. You you pre-measured roughly how many square feet that is, and you can apply it. So it's uh it's it sounds complicated, but it really isn't. And it you're gonna get it. You're gonna get much much better results as opposed to saying, okay, yeah, that this should this should cover my yard. You you got to have a rough idea. It doesn't mean you got to go out there and like you're building a house and you got to, you know, this is, you know, six feet, four inches. You don't need that. But you do need a relatively walking it off and say, hey, this is approximately the amount of square footage and then you should be in, in better shape. The other thing, and it's going to happen, it hadn't happened yet, but it's going to happen when we get a, <laughs> a week or two of spring weather, they want to come in and say, I got a ton of weeds in the in the yard, which means they hadn't done the pre-emergent, which most people won't do, even though they should, but I get it. And they want to use the weed and feeds. Jeff, we've got all our, all our fertilizers in ready to go, ready to sell, but it's too early to apply it. And the reason is, is that if we get some warm temperatures and you put down the weed and feed, two things are going to happen. One is you're going to put the weed and feed down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill a lot of the weeds that are out there. But it's also because it's a feed in there, it's going to promote that St. Augustine to break dormancy and really to grow. Uh, now, Jeff, you've been here long enough to know that the odds of us being this is, uh, of the last freeze has occurred is that it probably uh, something's going to happen. We're either going to get a frost or a freeze in February. So, the, you know, LSU and we do not recommend putting any fertilizer down right now that will in any way promote growth. However, let's say you put the weed and feed down and uh, uh, the temperatures drop. And so it, it still kills the weeds, but it doesn't fertilize the grass. So in a way, that's a good thing because what you've done is um, you've killed the weeds. And because of the cold temperatures came and the grass didn't break dormancy, you didn't fertilize the grass, but you certainly wasted uh, half of your money because 50% of what's in that bag is fertilizer. So the fertilizer won't get utilized. By the time spring comes around and the temperatures really warm up, that fertilizer is gone. So basically, you've pretty much wasted half of it. So it's much better if you're going to put a granulated down early would be to put a granulated down that doesn't have the feed part. It is just a weed, meaning that it's going to post-emergent kill the weeds. So you would just broadcast the a granulated weed killer, 
uh, that's labor for lawns that'll perform well and and that that'll that'll work and won't hurt the grass in any way. What I don't like about that is that remember we talked earlier and said hey when you do a post emergent you can go see that weed and you can spray that spot you can spray that spot when it comes to the granulated weed killers you're pretty much broadcasting Jeff so you're putting the the, the granulated weed killer where it doesn't need to be not going to hurt the grass at mm-hmm. all but you you're putting it where there's no weeds and so so it's always better this time of year to go out and spot spray any weeds that you see that are growing and and then uh, do the pre-emergent everywhere where you, where you don't know where the weed is going to germinate. So that's the best combination, and that will give you the, you know, uh, the best results. And also, it's going to be much cheaper. Uh, when it comes to, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the going jumping back to the, the I've seen a lot of lily denials that are burnt to sm- uh, smithereens. And the other big one is the uh, foxtail ferns. So everybody's saying, you know, do I clean them up? And yes, you can. And all you want to remember that because, Jeff, a lot of people have that stuff in their front yard and, and it's just burnt mm. around their patio. And, and so it just looks so bad. Just remember, like on the foxtails, if you cut them back, uh, you're going to be left with a little nub. Uh, if we somehow get a hard coat, I'm talking about sustained below freezing. Then you just round it and maybe cover it, so you can protect that because it's small. Uh, you just don't want to cut back hibiscus and all that. Yeah, it's going to be hard some, to protect. Sometimes you don't want to cut back because it's the the dead stuff will protect. Exactly. But then there's other times where uh, funguses or other things creep in. Uh, how do you know the difference? Yeah, it, it, at the uh, decay, you're going to see you know, like with the little. It's very obvious. You know, with these warm temperatures, they're starting to turn to mush. So any of that, you don't want that stand on top of the ground. And basically, like you had mentioned, the bacteria will start to get in and start to cause rotting. So you want to clean up anything that's breaking down. But a lot of stuff doesn't break down. It's the, it's the woody part and those uh, foxtail ferns. They're actually just brown and they're staying there, not, not decaying. So it'll be slimy and, and just turn to mush. And, yeah, you, you definitely want to take that out there because it will cause more problems and, and won't protect the plant at all. But, uh, but overall, Jeff, what I've seen uh, from the freeze, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what's out there, is that we don't have as much out there as we did three years ago when we had a hard freeze because of the length of time between the freezes. Mm. Uh, last year we had a hard freeze, and this year we had one. A lot of people hadn't had time or, you know, just didn't replace a lot of that stuff that they had lost. They said, hey, let me just leave it alone. And all they did something else, non-tropical. What generally happens is after two, three, four, five, six years when we don't have a freeze, people start to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant that tropical and I'm going to do this and do that. And, it, and it's, mo- most of the time it's worth it because it will go 7, 8, 10, 12 years. The previous hard freeze three years ago was 30 years um, that we had one that with that intensity. So mm-hmm. – we just don't know what the new norm is anymore, Jeff, and that's that's <laughs> kind of the uh, the the big deal. Jumping, up, uh, we we've got our roses in, Jeff. We'll we uh, we get a you know a, a several hundred hybrid tea roses, which are the long stem cut flower roses, and so it's not like the traditional knockouts. So not many people plant these hybrid teas that they as they used to because of the knockouts and the shrub roses, but they're still very popular. And so what we do is uh, when it quits raining, we will actually containerize these and pot them up. We get them in boxes, bare root, and then we'll 
we'll plant them and then we'll actually prune them, uh, which is occurs generally about two weeks after we plant and we'll cut them back and they'll be ready for sale around the middle of February, which is really the best time to plant it. But the reason I'm saying this is that if you do plan on creating a, uh, a, a hybrid tea flower bed uh, with all your roses, you really want to do that prep now. When I say now, I mean maybe when it dries up just a little bit. But you do want to you do want to find a spot or a con- container works great. But it's going to be you want as much sun as you can, as much airflow as you can. And uh, raised beds are great, but they can actually go in beds. But ideally, 10 to 12 inches above the ground is ideal for these tea roses. And uh, you know, uh, you will have a lot of fun with them. They will. Uh, uh, you know, if you're an outdoor person, you like playing in the yard, uh, tea roses are, are a fun one because they do require some work, but they will make those long stem cut flower roses that you get uh, um, at the florist. And um, so it's exciting, it's fun, it's interesting, and it's a learning process. And um, so that's going to be in about a month, those will be uh, ready to sell, will be ready to go. All right. Anything else going on these days? Jeff, really not a lot going on the fact that we're preparing for spring so we got a lot of stuff coming in and actually this rains give, gives us the opportunity to uh, you know work on the interior and, and begin to uh, display new products so so it's kind of that time of year where people are kind of uh, uh, not motivated to go outside <laughs> which is uh, which is fine but uh, that that season will come quicker than we know usually Jeff and uh, you know it's an early Mardi Gras and that generally says an early spring, generally. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if the moons, uh, maybe they do. Maybe they can't affect that. I, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, appreciate you coming by as always. Uh, and once again, if you missed uh, this conversation, uh, we'll have it up online a little bit later today. But, Richard, see you the next time. Thank you, Jeff.